Welcome to ComTrack, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I'm your host, Tim Lifeite. I'm Sean Wheeler. And we are back at the bit at the grand finale of the Indiana Jones franchise. I mean, it's a finale. I don't know if I use the word grand. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I have to kind of suggest that because, like, I know, like, this is the one where all the nerds are like, ah, why are we here? I mean, I, I have to kind of agree with them. I watched it in theaters, and I have never watched it again since because mm. I was just like, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. Um, so, yeah, well, if you guys just don't want, like, want us to get right to the movie, there's a, a, a button below where it tells you where the movie starts. You can click on that or whatever. Jump to it cause if you don't want to skip to the listening to us just kind of bullshitting first. But, um, yeah, no, going into it, uh, again, I watched this movie kind of along with the, the other three in the first time. And, you know, it's interesting because I have that perspective where I hadn't seen really any of them uh, until I was about 17. Uh, and I kind of just binged them all the way through. And uh, the, I think uh, watching this one in particular, the only thing that I noticed is how clean it looked. You know what I mean? Like... The other ones are kind of dirty and scruffy and rough around the edges. This one is very clean and very, uh, uh, it doesn't have as deep shadows, but it more has like the, uh, the, the, the kind of annoying, uh, uh, highlight effect that, you know, um, uh, Spielberg cinematographer, uh, Janusz Kaminski does like, uh, where it's there's a lot of like you know big highlights and uh, uh, auras around the characters and it just feels a little, little too modern for me. I guess that's that's the one thing that I really did kind of notice. But in all honesty, I still enjoyed myself a lot more because I'm like, hey, thanks a lot for actually including some fun action and not just wait have me wait an hour and a half before something really cool happens <laughs> like like Temple of Doom. But that's just me, man. Well, I mean, I think anyone's going to have a different approach to something if they're coming into it, you know, as you did, uh, all at once like that at a later period. You know, when you grow up with something, it has a special place in your heart. And if somebody goes to revisit that years and years later, you know, there is a very high bar there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and plus, uh, you know, now in retrospect, I can totally see why it was a little too long. And you know what's weird? We actually have seen... Like, for all, you remember the trailer when it came out and how awesome the trailer was and how mysterious it was? And we had that first image of, you know, Indy's hat in the dust and he grabs it and we see him put it on in silhouette for the trailer and then the Indy march comes up and all the good stuff. Like, that was a really great little trailer. But as much of the hype that that trailer got, it really wasn't the first time we'd seen Indy don the hat since Last Crusade. He actually. Harrison Ford totally made an appearance as Indy in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Um, hmm. What was it? Uh, uh, the episode, I think it was uh, um, Mystery of the Blues or something like that. Because there's like a cold opening, literally a cold opening. He's uh, in a car chase in the snow. Uh, and he's helping his Native American friend uh, escape some bad guys, which I thought was really cool. And they get into a cabin and he talks in past tense 
about this one other time uh, adventure. Great episode. Mm. Take a take a watch. Like just to see yeah, Indiana you... Jones again, you know, in the hat. Um, yeah, I've uh, I, I've seen a few episodes of that show, but certainly have not seen that one. Oh, dude, check it out. It's wonderful, uh, especially because it uh, kind of appeals to my tastes in jazz. um but yeah man like uh, this i don't know why i i guess the this movie really has like the kind of prequel star wars prequel hate where everyone's like this is fucking bullshit kick it to the ground keep kicking the fuck this is worst thing ever look this movie gave the film industry its quotable equivalent to the television industry of Jump the Shark. Yes, yes, nuke the fridge, man. And, and if nothing else, like that is what this movie is going to be remembered for for a very long time, you regardless know, yeah. of whatever benefits it might have. I, I can't argue with that, because like, I still look at this as like, you know, it's the same quality as, say, like The Phantom Menace. It's like so fucking disappointing to the fans on Arrival. In retrospect, there's a lot, even though there are many flaws that just cannot be saved or ignored, uh, there's still some really admirable things to say about it. Like, I still say that Fan of Menace has a lot of great stuff in it, even though it's not really cobbled together great. Look, it's a difficult uh, period to to address, for sure. Um, You know, I remember going to see, you know, Phantom Menace opening day ill. Oh. I was ill that day, and I over-medicated because I had had my tickets for weeks and I wasn't <sighs> missing it. And you know what? Like, yeah, uh, overall, I, I enjoyed it. And particularly, like, that ending was great. However, you know, I think I, think I was 14 at the time. <laughs> yeah. I was, you like, know, you know, in first grade when that thing came out. Yeah, I mean, I might have been um, – actually, 14 might be a little younger. might have been more like, you know, 16. Uh, not sure – it was 99 really it was 99 so okay yeah so i would have been like 16 um but you know the 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 real thing here though is like i liked it well enough i mean yeah i had some issues uh two was just like ooh, and then like three kind of brought it back around so yeah yeah you know there's uh but at the same time i while i grew up with star wars it was they went such a different area like they it was massively prequel different time period different everything different characters you know. all that shit yeah but you you understand going into the original ones that like it's coming in at the end of a protracted long war yeah so of course things look it's like what do you usually see post war well yeah things are going to look grimy and awful like that's why the shiny sleekness worked for me in episode one, because it's before everything had been ravaged. Yeah, and, and plus, that level, of, that level of change, you know, regardless of what I- other issues there might be, that worked. That made sense. Yeah, and I think that's why you know you could do that easier than trying to come back with something like this film, um, because it's like, yeah, you're. This is actually tied to history. It's not you know to a historical time period. It's not a fantasy piece. So it's a little more difficult to jump back into this the same kind of way because it not being a fantasy world, it not allow you know it having more constraints. You can't, uh, your hands are a little tied. Yeah, I can see that. It's just like because again, I see a lot 
of things to be admired in the Crystal Skull. I really, really do want to like a lot of these things. They're just not really cobbled together very well. Um, and for all the hate that it gets, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, you you keep calling this, like, I've heard so many fans call it, like, you know, the worst thing, you know, ever, like, the worst thing since fucking Phantom Menace, you know? Oh, I, and, I've watched way worse movies. Exactly. Sure. Like, that's, you know, like, dude, this is not the worst movie ever made. We've, everyone has seen far worse movies. Is it one of right, the most disappointing? It's... Maybe. I would put it on disappointing. Well, but I wouldn't call it, it it's... Dis- worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure, I would. I would agree with the, it being disappointing. However, you know what bothers people is they don't, you know, because it was so disappointing to them for something they had such an affinity for, you know, so much affection and love for that it made it really soured them towards it and they don't even want to acknowledge it and that's why it gets so much vitriol yeah because they don't like this is not their indie mm-hmm. and that they're not happy about that they're like where's my indie <laughs> yeah where's my luke skywalker not my hashtag not my skywalker exactly. fucking last jedi haters man <laughs> like that's a whole nother podcast, but in short... Hey, whatever, whatever you make, someone's going to hate. Like, oh, totally. That, that's all there is. Totally, man. You know, there's probably some weirdo out there that thinks Raiders of the Lost Ark is just a piece of shit. <laughs> there's probably some weird, weird fucking guy. Like, uh, if I may, I may channel my inner Boom Howard. Now, man, I'm calling y'all about half a month about that stupid old Raiders of the Lost Ark, man. Old stupid piece of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> big king of the hill fan big much big fan of mike judge but uh yeah we're getting all over the place so maybe we should just like jump on in and get the yeah this let's do it this question mark of a train wreck because i still don't <laughs> i still just don't have the heart to call it. i'm just not one for hate you know like there's very few movies that i really truly despise and hate because <laughs> i don't know just hate seems like such a such a waste of time and energy you know that's that's just me but uh yeah folks if you've gotten it's like uh hopefully uh, like for those of you listening back home like uh it'll this will be uh a more uh easy way to digest the movie or just a, a different little way depending on who you are and how you look at it and how you feel about the movie <laughs> so uh that said uh if you all got the uh, the dvd you got the blu-ray if it's streaming wherever you can find it uh just to have it queued up because we are going to hit this uh, we're going to start the movie in three two one click and as oh actually oh yeah i forgot this is the uh first indie movie with the uh, the, the lucasfilm logo uh-huh. um, yeah which is really cool and then of course we have to go retro with the par- the old style paramount logo uh, now Viacom and not Gulf and Western. And Pretty then, pathetic mountain this time. <laughs> yeah. And then we get our first warning for the CG, the fucking gopher. And I forget. Oh, boy. But at least they did bring the cool uh, uh, the Raiders font back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great opening song, though, to set the 
set the time period and tone. Yeah, yeah. And I do love that it's like just the tiniest touch of American graffiti. You know, that's a little uh-huh. old George Lucas kind of looking back to his, uh, his old racing roots. Oh, yeah, John Hurt's in this, too, man. I forgot about that. Yep. God rest his soul, man. He was just such a wonderful talent in just about everything he was in. (laughs) (laughs) Another top secret, hopefully. (laughs) Oh, my God. I do appreciate the fact that they really did go you shoot a lot of this out on location. Like when you see this car chase, <laughs> that's good. But uh like this whole thing was done out in Nevada <laughs> Desert. Oh yeah. I love I love the Chuck Taylors. Yep. Just I and I can just see George Lucas looking at this sequence and smiling just I'm a ready teddy. Well get that turkey. <laughs> I mean, I'm never, I mean, me personally, I'm never not going to love watching classic cars, you know, just tear up the road. Oh, hell yeah. The Atomic Cafe, man. Because, like, okay, so, like, uh, you know, I love how, you know, I know a lot of indie fans like to um, uh, shit on this movie and whatnot, but you still got to admit, the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie is freaking amazing. Like, I don't know how they were ever disappointed with this opening, because, you know, to set it in 57 Nevada, out in the desert, where they go to the original uh, uh, location of the Ark, where it's Area 51, like, how friggin' brilliant is that? Uh, it, like, and the fact that, you know, it's no longer the, the Nazis, it's now the Soviets, because uh, <laughs> apparently Joseph Stalin did kind of have, like, a little interest in, you know... Uh, ancient ancient lore and uh and tech and stuff like that that was that was always was a really great shot to me like when he just bends down and they all just kind of in sync come out like that like well and i mean they did a great job casting of he looks like an angry rusky he does he does man future site of uh, uh of uh what was it um uh shit now i'm dropping the ball here uh alien woodstock (laughs) man that was such a great great stupid thing to happen uh last year man that was that was funny (laughs) as hell best part about it was knowing that somewhere the pentagon had to explain what a naruto run was (laughs) we get our first introduction of mac and another mysterious picture there's the hat I've got my hat. You can't see me, but I assure you, I am again wearing my my indie hat for this movie. This shot right here, where we got all the guys lined up, we don't see his face yet, and then this great shot, shot. dude, with the dust. Like, dude, come on, man. And he puts on the hat with silhouette, and you hear the little da 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 like hell yeah, man. (laughs) And he turns his head. fuck yeah dude like i don't care who you are that's like that's gold indiana jones 
But yeah, you know what I was saying about like the uh, the overuse of highlights <laughs> and whatnot that Janusz Kaminski kind of does a lot, like yeah. he does in War of the Worlds and Minority Report. That was the only thing that visually I kind of noticed that, that was a little off about this. But again, that's just him, because uh, I know he they, like both Spielberg and uh, Janusz like really looked at the old films and tried to mimic that as much as they could. But you know the original uh, the original cameraman. Uh, uh doug uh oh god what was his name uh yeah one sec uh just um douglas schloem that's it um he was uh, he uh he had retired by this time so i guess they didn't bring the magic charm nor the magic magic charm of uh the other indiana jones tradition of pat roach the stuntman um i do love her introduction right yeah now, just like like a lot of people give her rags for you know like how fake her russian accent is but i actually really like her as a villain you know i like that she's a fencer i like that she's kind of a you know a russian mythos that's kind of has like a little bit of hydra to it yeah and um, i love the establishment right there of the disrespect you know throwing the artifacts yeah and after on the ground just yeah, I so like say what you will about Kate Blanchett. I fucking love her as uh, Spell. What was it? Uh, Spellkov? Spell? I, I forget her. I forget, I can never remember the Indiana Jones villain names. Like that's that's the uh, uh, Spalco. That's it. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> the Indiana Jones movies aren't necessarily about the villains. It's always about the hero. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see what you say. What you're what you're saying though. I mean, looking at now, like, yeah, it's really clean. Cause yeah, there's not a whole lot of dust going on. He's not sweaty. He's not. There's right. But and, to... well, even when you pull it back, though, it's just like, you know, a lot of the. It's I don't know. I don't know if it's because of you know being done digital or whatever, but like it just looks so much cleaner. Well, actually, believe it or not, this movie was shot on film. Uh, it was shot huh. on 35 millimeter. I mean, it was, uh, they wanted to, they were really adamant about doing, uh, the, uh, project projecting it in 35, but mm-hmm. they decided to go digital last minute, but yeah, it's shots like this. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, there's doubt. I mean, look, it's with this really director, you're never going to have like, it's not going to be absolutely terrible. I mean, when you have a great director, he's going to do wonderful things like this. Yeah. But that shot where you saw the reveal, it's cool thematically. The fact that, oh shit, that that warehouse was Area 51 this whole time? Fucking, that's cool. But the like the actual technicality of the shot, the, the CG, yikes. Um, I'm just really glad that uh, Spielberg was like, no, we really got to keep it with real sets. Because, you know, George Lucas, who just uh, got done with uh, episode three, he was doing like all kinds of green screen and doing it all in post. Uh, and he wanted to do pretty much this entire sequence off a of green screen. And Spielberg oh. was like, absolutely not. I will build the crates. I will build the set. Uh, but I'll do extensions. Like, you know, you can see, like, in the way distance, you know, that's obviously yeah. an extension, which is fine. Works for it. But if you don't build those boxes and if you don't have those real cobwebs, you're not there anymore. You know, and Spielberg was smart enough to, to build that kind of shit. 
Um, but I can only imagine how much fun the production design must have had with uh, all the crates and all the things that right. they could potentially label it with. Like, I'm just thinking, like, if I were working on this as a prop master, I would have put, put things like, you know, Jimmy Hoffa or, you know, <laughs> like, just stupid things like that. Well, Jimmy Hoffa's not till the 60s, so I guess that wouldn't make any sense, but... Um, I do know yeah, that. Pr uh, I mean, practical effects. I'm I'm always in favor of. Yeah. I did think this was really clever and cool. Um, apparently, you know what's another uh, little Easter egg in the props? It's really hard to spot, and I don't think we're ever really going to be able to point it out. But there is a uh, a, a long thin box that supposedly. Uh, holds moses's staff hmm. um and the staff itself is actually an exact replica that the prop masters made uh and it's an exact replica of the one from cecil b demille's the ten commandments which i thought is like a lovely little bit of film uh film history to add to it man harrison ford looks good Oh yeah, I mean he definitely got himself in in the the proper shape to do this movie. Apparently he always was in shape because uh, he only added like a little bit more to his exercise routine because uh, he you know he's always been a really fit guy. But goddamn, like he's he, I mean he apparently you know Indy in this movie is supposed to be like uh, in his fifties you know because it's fifty seven and he was born in eighteen ninety nine and whatnot. Uh, but Harrison Ford was in his 60s doing this, man, and it's it's crazy. To, yeah. And it's crazy to see that he would want to come back even now. He's pushing 80 now, and he's still yeah. like, I'm coming. <laughs> and now we have our wonderful reveal of uh, the the contents of the box. I do like the fact that they're calling back to um, fucking Ro the Roswell incident, and he was one of the professors. Mm -hmm. Even the way he stands on the box there. Like up top, just kind of looking down with the light in the background. <laughs> That's cool. And the magnets. And I also love the effect that they have on the dog tags. Like, uh, where's this, sh this shot coming up? Or with the lights. and Man, that's such a cool shot. All the artifacts. But yeah, well, you see the dog tags just kind of floating, and thought, that's cool. <laughs> Good shit, man. Like I said, like I know this movie isn't the greatest, but fuck you if you think this sequence is subpar. I love this sequence, and I love the mystery behind the... Uh, the mummified remains of an alien from Area 51. Roswell, New Mexico. There it is. Oh, shit. Is it the Tar Man from Return of the Living Dead now? <laughs> like, don't open the vat. <laughs> You'll kill us all. And I love the fact that how he uses all these extras to kind of, you know, obscure it. It's as if the, you know, because I even found myself when I first watched this, myself kind of 
leaning in and moving around the heads, moving, <laughs> bobbing my heads to see around all the extras to see what the hell was going on. And to me, that's always just a sign of good camera work. <laughs> oh, shit, man. E.T.'s aged terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that point where they left him to die in the water? Like, and he's all crusty looking? Looks like he didn't make it home after all. <laughs> And then, of course, I actually do love the, the wide shot where they all, like, actually motion. For me, that just registers a lot better, but uh, I'm sorry. I just really don't like this character in retrospect now. I like the actor, just yeah. not the character. Yeah. The fact that he just wants money, he's like, I'm a capitalist, mate. I just want money. Like, oh, come on. It's almost like, you know, how, like, you know, we talk about how Disney's kind of taken over and uh, become like a big almighty, worship the almighty dollar and whatnot. But can you stop being so self-relevant and whatnot? Like, <laughs> okay, that's, that's, I did like that part. <laughs> Finally, they addressed that. Because you know, ever notice any other time the hero does that, the gun never goes off. Right. <laughs> Finally, they acknowledge that. Now we have. Well, like, I mean, it's not a, it's not for sure, but it's always a possibility. All right, we are this shot right here. Hell yeah! <laughs> and then he misses. Like, I love this little line right here where he's like, <laughs> "It's great." Now that's fucking classic indie. Like, oh yeah, not, I mean, the, if you're not super start strong, exactly. If you're not supercharged by that, I don't know what to do, man. Because like this shit's great. Where he drives from one truck and goes to another, and then we got this great moment here where he bursts through, boom. And then of course we get a really wonderful cameo appearance. Uh huh. The art. That's the actual prop, uh, too, which I thought was really cool really cool with the same bright light i yep. love it oh i love this <laughs> oh man that is such good stunt work man it's crazy how good it looks now run indy fun and kick uh oh <laughs> oh shit you know I'm actually surprised that he didn't like just use his whip and it becomes a chain versus whip kind of fight <laughs> little missed opportunity but whatever Oh, you know what's another really strange thing about this movie that I uh, actually realized in retrospect? This is the only Indiana Jones movie where he does not fire his gun. Hmm. Yeah. 
it makes sense here because you know like they already they already took his uh uh his his gun he already he dropped his tommy gun that he took oh jesus little cge but whatever i'll take it the effect is there and then we got this wonderful moment where they just launch him straight back and of course even the uh oh shit i forgot <laughs> uh, little yeah a little utini moment with the jet like gophers equal jawas that's got to be a george lucas note but man you know that ride must have been crazy because indy's hat fell off <laughs> thump Little whim. <laughs> Remember, Jones, it's not the years, <laughs> it's the mileage. <laughs> I actually don't love that little dust effect. Really wonderful. Matter of fact, though, that's, uh, I think, what uh, Frank Marshall, who's been producing these movies since the beginning, uh, when he's like, are we sure we want to bring back Indy? Because, like, Last Crusade felt final enough, and Spielberg literally looked at him straight in the face and went, it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> and it's to and I totally believe that Harrison Ford can come back. I still wouldn't mind seeing uh, you know, a Her uh the next Indy 5 movie that actually takes place before this. Um and it's Harrison Ford and DH CG cuz it 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 can work, I, you know. I mean, they they have the technology now to make that happen for sure. Uh I'm not necessarily opposed. I'm just you know, they have certain levels of expectations. Yeah, uh, honestly, really we're just we just want a really good story, you know. Really yeah. good story and even better action. That's that's what we come to indie movies for. Unfortunately, we're not going to get in this scene cuz this is this this is uh although I will say even though, you know, this is the whole nuke the fridge shit I do like the setup where he's like, because you, you, you have to wait for the reveal of these mannequins here. You know, I, I like the setup of the town and the fact that he wait, is like, wait a minute. What's funny is why would everything else, though, be like, you know, of a level of fake, but they made the TV real and on. I have no idea, honestly. Oh, shit. Oh, that's not good at all. <laughs> and I guess, like... Oh, <laughs> did you actually notice that the bomb said, I like Ike? That was a lovely little... You'd think that car actually probably would have been able to make it out in time, actually. Or at least the major blast area. It would still be heavily irradiated, but still. It's it's still a little bit better than this. Like the fact that he even went out of his way to show that it's lead-lined. Ah, here it goes. I do like the uh, the... The effects here on display with the uh, just the 
how horrifying yeah. a nuclear explosion is. It's a little bit of Terminator too, isn't it? Goodbye. Oh, there goes the fridge. <laughs> right, but like that like that impact alone wouldn't have yeah. just straight up like all of his bones should be broken. <laughs> uh yeah, and his organs have gone splat. <laughs> it should be like a casserole from the inside. <laughs> And then again with the gopher. <laughs> what is with the gophers? No idea. Yep. And yeah, right. and you would walk. Why would you walk back towards it? Granted, I think the image is cool. Yeah, but the you image can have is that cool, image of him walking shit, away. What? what? Uh, I I just don't know, man. Like. You know, not to mention the health ramifications he would oh, have yeah, no, totally. out like of his, the fridge and exposed to that much radiation. His hair and teeth should have just been falling out. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, this the, chemical like, bath the, should do nothing. <laughs> the reality of the situation is like. Although I do like that moment got, where he like looks down and he's like, could you please keep it above the belt? <laughs> I did like that little little gesture. It, which it was, was fun. a funny moment keeping the humor there. But uh, yeah, it's just I'm sorry. It's. It's not, it, it just doesn't feel right. Um, but uh, again, it's still on for me on the level of like, you know, jumping out of an airplane and having an, a raft carry you down to safety. Like, bullshit. So, like, for me, like, it, 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 Indiana Jones already jumped the shark or nuked the fridge for me before it even nuked the fridge. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't give it as much hate as m many of the others, but. Even I still can't defend it entirely. Oh yeah, and then he's talking about uh, him being examining the uh, one of the the professors to examine the uh, the remains and spaceships of uh, of uh, the Roswell crash. What's in the box? <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, like, I actually love that, that they, because, again, there are legit good ideas. Having Indiana Jones being tied to the Roswell incident, brilliant. It's actually kind of cool. <laughs> uh, I the, mean, it's not a bad premise. Uh, again, I, I, don't, I it didn't It just doesn't pay off, premise. yeah. Yeah. I even love that, uh, you know, she he's got ties to the OSS, and... He's like, oh, Indy's not a commie. The man was a Medal of Honor winner in World War II, and <laughs> he was an OSS and all that. And like, thank you. <laughs> like, how dare you even suggest that the most Americana hero ever is a commie? Or really just in any way an enemy of America? How dare? Of course, I do love how it's kind of going with the... Uh, um the old formula where we have like a you know your adventure up front and then we have your exposition scene with officials be they uh government or otherwise about uh his next adventure so to speak they did a great <laughs> job casting the suits yeah i do like the suits 
And then finally, uh, back to the the university, uh, where he's where as always he's just kind of kicking back and teaching. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, well, this, and then uh, we have uh, um, uh, crap. What's his name? Uh, Jim Broadbent. That's it. Um, <laughs> I remember him from. Uh, as the chief of police from Hot Fuzz, it's all for the greater mm. good. The greater good. <laughs> Great film, um, but yeah, he replaces him as the dean. Uh, I remember him more uh, as first uh, one because uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, um, passed on. Yes. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> Who uh, played no uh, Brody? Crap! What's his name? Do you remember? Um, Delmon De- Denham Hall, uh, uh, Elliot. Uh, he uh, yeah he uh, sadly passed away in '92, so obviously couldn't come back around for uh, for Marcus Brody. The old uh, indie house. I wonder if this actually was the same house that they had in Last Crusade and Raiders. Yeah, who knows? Might be. Hmm. That is a good line. Yeah. And we got our, now we're about to get our little uh, hint of some other actors who just turned down the role to be in this movie, including most famously. um, Yeah. Yeah. Sean Connery. The other, and you know what? I'm actually kind of glad that he wasn't in this one, just because, like, if he did make a cameo appearance, Spielberg was like, man, how disappointing would it have been to have him make a cameo and not bring him on the adventure? Right. Yeah, man. So, like, I'm actually kind of glad that he's not there. And plus, you know, like, Sean Connery's like, I don't want to be in this. I'm enjoying my uh, retirement. It, you know... Right here, though, it's the first time it's really catching. I, I really do like the music cues. In yeah. This. I mean, with the score. Oh, dude, it's it's so hard to go wrong with John Williams. I mean, even yeah. in his lesser things, he has such great things in it. And, well, when... and, you know, that that's one of the things that I always... There's always things to appreciate in movies, even if they're... It's like, you might not like the oh, movie as a whole, no! but there are things to like. Speaking of not I things mean, right to there, like, coming out of the fog, it's a fun little little it, bit. It's you know? fun. Okay, I love the fact that Mutt Williams looks like Marlon Brando from The Wild Ones. I <laughs> love that visual, uh, that visual language on display. But oh my god, I'm sorry. I just really freaking hate him in this movie. Like. I know Shia LaBeouf's a really cool dude and really fucking weird dude, which I kind of admire. Strangely, I don't, I can't explain why, but 
Uh, yeah, did you hear about all the uh, the drama about him between him, Spielberg, and uh, Harrison Ford when this movie got out? Nah. Yeah, well, apparently he had like uh, some less than favorable comments towards the movie. Uh, mm. Like he said, like, oh man, these people dropped the ball, and it's not as good, and sorry I made this and shit like that. And Spielberg are like, dude, what the fuck? Like you do, yeah. Like, that's kind of Hollywood one hundred and one. You don't badmouth a movie you're in. No, you can dude. Praise like, it, or or you can stay silent. Like you don't have to say anything, but you don't badmouth. No, it. literally. Like he, I think Spielberg said, "Look, dude, there's a time for being a fucking human being, and there's a time to sell cars." <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so eventually, like Spielberg just like he, both he and Spielberg had a huge falling out with that, and um. Uh, Harrison Ford straight up called him a fucking idiot for doing that. I really love that little bit where he takes the beer and puts it back. Yeah. Yeah, there's really good blocking in this. Because um, Spielberg's like one of the best, blo- like, director speaking, like, is one of the best blockers who ever lived. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, after that, like, even like the uh, the franchise and like David Cope, who, uh, Coep, who wrote the screenplay for a couple of them, were like, yeah, Shia LaBeouf is straight up fired from this. He is not coming back for Indiana Jones Five, uh, which is yeah. which is why I'm so into the fact that it would be a, a a movie that takes place before this, you know? Yeah. So I, I that's that's why I would be in favor of uh, Harrison Ford returning, well, with you know, um, de age via CG because when you, you know you have the budget and you have the resources, which they obviously do. You can do it. Oh, yeah. And Harrison Ford's Spielberg talented. can do anything he wants. Like, Spielberg yeah. shows up, somebody will give him money. Hell yeah. And I'm totally willing to have him, them do that. Because, you know, the dude's pushing 80. Still as fit as fuck, though. Um, and super enthusiastic about the characters. So I'm totally willing to have him do that that way. Um, but uh, you know what else I love about the blocking of the scene? Uh, anytime it cuts back to Shia LaBeouf and you look, uh, you know, even though it's in close-up, if you look off to the uh, over his shoulder and into the distance, you can actually see the communist guys looking over at him. Yep. They're, it's always in the shot, and yet it doesn't really pay off until Indy points them out, which I thought is awesome. Like, you can always see them in the background. That's, that's uh-huh. great filmmaking. Of course, now we have our little uh, exposition about the, the Crystal Skull and you know, where his mom is, which eventually, oh, spoilers, will be Marion Ravenwood. Um, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> Karen Allen's name was in the opening credits. We know it's Marion Ravenwood. Right. Oh, and I, oh, dude, I just noticed something. You notice the, uh, the Letterman jackets? They all say yeah. Marshall. Because uh, apparently the college that Indy sh- teaches at is Marshall College, which in fact is named ah. after Frank Marshall, the producer, hmm. which I thought was actually kind of cool. I just noticed that, that, you know, the Letterman jackets are all are all Marshall College, which that's a little cool little detail. Didn't notice that before. And we got some hmm. more MacGuffin stuff. Yep, there they are. See, again, they were in the whole frame, but they were at pay, totally yep. paid off for this, which is great. Oh, shit. 
Oh crap, we actually ha there are actual Russian spies in this Russian Red Scare? Inconceivable. <laughs> to a gunfight. <laughs> and I do really love the way how they get out of this. Like, hey, punch this guy. <laughs> Classic indie punch. <laughs> And then, of course, the great blocking with the greasers versus the, uh, yep. <laughs> versus the jocks. Like, that's great. And, and, and the song just hits perfectly. Perfect. Love it. Also, I love the fact that he intentionally threw a hat over, like, to throw people off. Yep. Great. And well, now we got another another chase, so... Again, this is another thing that this movie, for me, was acceptable. Like, we actually yeah, I, had some... As I said, I'm never going to be mad about any chase sequence involving classic cars. Oh, dude, totally. I just enjoy seeing those really cool old cars. Man, dude. And it's really cool that they... Uh, it's really weird to say, but it's... We're seeing an Indiana Jones action sequence that isn't exactly the most exotic location, and yet I'm there. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, look at this. Like, he gets pulled into a car, a moving car. Like, that's an actual stunt, man. That's crazy. And then he gets back <laughs> onto it. Oh, shit. Watch the shoes. Watch this the shoes. This is watch some the pretty shoes. impressive stunt work here. Right. And it's a good thing that those shoes are actually really durable. Yeah. Well, back in the day, not <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, uh, so because, you know, I've read up on, like, the indie prop forums, uh, and there's actually a, a place called, like, a, a, what was it? Um, uh, there's a, a website. I'm, I might link it in below because it's actually really worth checking out. Um, oh, what was it? uh shit i think it was like a raider yeah the raider.net um okay. and they have like detailed descriptions of all the pieces of indiana jones's gear and apparently the shoes are super durable like they're like 500 dollars shoes but if you you know it's like one of the shoes that will last fucking forever i love this the the they gotcha. go into a red scare right. protest how perfect is that <laughs> red better dead than red. <laughs> i love that man like it's so uh, on the nose and it's so pulpy i love it oh this part i thought was a little weird having a statue of marcus brody and they behead the thing that's, yeah that's a little weird i mean i know you know indy's like <laughs> has has that reverence for it but right. it's weird that you know you actually kind of get a laugh out of it i don't know but whatever and then going into the library. Um, but yeah, the the, the Raider.net has like a whole bunch of shit. And apparently Harrison Ford loved the shoes that he had for Raiders so much that he still wears those same types of shoes to this day. Huh. Which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I'll link that in the description below so you guys can check it out. Because it's actually a really great site to check out. Wilhelm Scream! <laughs> so cartoony too. Like the close-up and... The nerd face, like, <laughs> and is if this ain't like college, where we have something as surreal as 
a motorcycle chase spilling into a library. He still asks a question like it's just another day. <laughs> you know, that's such a strange thing for him to say in retrospect. Because you remember in the last movies, like, he, you know, yeah. 90%. Research, research, research. Yeah, research, 90% of it is done in the library. And it's like, this is really weird. <laughs> like, did anyone have notes on that? Like, I don't know. Okay, does anyone else, the, the non, like, this makes no sense. They're pursuing Dr. Jones. He goes home. What, like they wouldn't know where he lived? This is a very good question. What? You th yeah, you're right. I didn't realize that. That's so weird. <laughs> he is now. <laughs> oh, and I also love that Gone is the, uh, the old, like, large glasses that he had in, like, a... Um, the first Raiders movie. Now he's wearing the uh, the more traditional circular glasses. Uh huh. Which I'll be honest, I kind of like uh, like that on him. I think that's actually a reference to uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Like every episode would start with like hundred year old Indiana Jones as like an an old old man, and he's got those same glasses. Uh, that might be a little bit of a reference. There once was a man from Peru. <laughs> and now we have our famous travel from the U.S. to all and the way down. And now it's Pan-American, of yep. course. You oh, know, yeah, of course, pan appropriate. Yep, I do, I do love that. Going all around. And <laughs> we have this little bit here where he's taking his Harley Davidson and, and classic Indy just putting his hat down over his face to take a nap. Well, you'd think he'd probably be st uh, reading a little bit more. Because that was, like, probably the best part when uh, Last Crusade, where he's actually reading the diary to brush up on his next adventure before he gets there. Right. Yeah. Showing him actually doing the due diligence. Pretty good knife work, kid. Pretty good. Still doesn't make up for the character, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> really wish it did, man, because I know Shia LaBeouf had to practice a lot for that. And, look, I don't really want to shit on him too much, like, personally or whatnot, because, again, it's just, like, I know they were trying to go with this whole thing with, you know, the father-son relationship, only Indy's the dad now, and it just, I don't know, it just didn't really work for me. <laughs> <laughs> although i do like the fact that uh you know he tells the kid to be like look i'm not here to tell you you know what to do like if you don't want to go to school and you're passionate about uh you know your motorcycles and whatnot and you're passionate about something why should i tell you don't let anyone tell you otherwise to do it you know right and then of course later on as soon as he finds out his son he's like oh, why didn't yeah. you make him finish school <laughs> I, I did think that was like a lovely little character moment there. Because, again, there are moments where, even in the character moments, it's actually kind of brilliant. It's just, uh, it just doesn't quite work out. 
Yeah, see? He's like, he's cool with it. Un unless you're my son, then you go to school like a good boy. <laughs> Cause, it's important to have standards, man. Because I've got to have, you know, like, uh, I've... <laughs> I've got to uh, uh, be ex I've got to be be my father, but not be my father. And shit, Mac is is falling. How did Mac find them? Yeah, that's that's something I just noticed. Like, how did Mac follow them or something? How did he find them? Yeah, I, I, again, this is you know, just like my point. Why would they go to his house? Like, they didn't know where he lived. Like, it's tiny little things that are like, wait, what? It's not always big things that take you out of a movie. It's a lot of little ones. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, um, you know, we had that little shot there with a the prisoner. Why? Why? You know, I'm surprised they didn't make that a lot more grotesque and brutal. You know, because we we talked about how in uh, you know the Temple of Doom episode where Spielberg just did not give a fuck and went crazy. Uh, and then you see, look yeah. at Temple or Last Crusade, and he's like, "I'm gonna fall back because you know maybe I little did go a little too much. Like maybe I it wasn't a little bad taste or whatnot." <laughs> now you look at this, like it makes Last Crusade look fucking tame, because like there's no real like Ugh! moment or like Jesus moment, because even yeah. Last Crusade had the good goodwill to have like a holy shit moment, like just in pure shock, but. I guess it's just, you know, Spielberg kind of maturing because obviously, you know, Schindler's List uh, affected him deeply and how he uh, makes movies and whatnot. And literally, you know what the movie finished uh, right before or right before he started this one? He started, Mu he just finished uh, Munich, which if you've ever yeah. seen that movie, that's a oh, heavy, yeah. heavy movie, man. Uh, so... The fact that he just got off of, of that really depressing th shit. I guess one can kind of understand why he wouldn't want to go all crazy again. Because, you yeah. know, it's just... It, it's, he's a different guy now, you know? Although still a part of me does kind of miss that old Spielberg. Well, I mean, but look, everyone's going to mature and grow as an artist. I mean, it's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. Although, would you... It's like you, your, your, your life experiences are going to uh, impact your art, and that's perfectly fine. Yep. Although, would you object if uh, Spielberg did not return to direct Indy 5? That's something... Mm. Yeah, because that's I, a big I, question. I think I might, because it's been so his. It's not like a franchise that has gone all over the place or that has had other people involved before. Yeah. At this point, I don't know how you do that. I would have him, like, you know, be a producer and be, like, heavily involved in the creative process. And as long as you have a really good director to actually step into the chair, I think I'll be okay. So long as it's in service <sighs> of a really good movie and a good story. But I don't know. Like, because, I mean, now, now you can make arguments about what's happened with the Jurassic Park franchise. If yeah. That so, yeah. Let, let's... That's a, that's not an, necessarily that's another episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, because uh, again, even looking at these sets, they still look like sets. Like you remember we were talking about in Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark and all the other movies. Like 
they look like movie sets, but it adds to that kind of can't that kind of uh, uh, pulpy quality to it. And I like these sets, uh, even though it's really weird that we managed to get here so quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought that reveal was kind of cool. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, it's cool. Fucking ninjas. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure, uh, like, uh, some of the others, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I've seen in some of the other movies because apparently like it's always kind of a good luck Easter egg to have C-3PO and R2-D2 in hieroglyphs. And I think they're either here or in like the, uh, the, the temple chamber, I forget. Jesus. Yeah, like now looking at that, I'm like, why didn't they? They really should have gone crazy with these guys. You know? Like it feels as, as over the top as these, you know, these actors here playing it. It feels kind of bland by comparison, doesn't it? Oh, that was cool. <laughs> And, and uh, you know what uh, you know what else was missing? I think th the other thing that was missing from that shot when he blows it back into him, there should have been like a, a spurt of blood. Yeah. Trailer moment. Yeah, but I mean, you're very right. Like that that sequence felt, felt way too short. Too like, short and downplayed, actually. Yeah. Like, where's the, the, the blood, the crazy eyes, the part where you're, like, actually, like, holy Jesus Christ, shit, that's fucking terrifying. Like, I wasn't really terrified. It was just, like, another another sequence. Yep. Um, which, again, I'm okay with, cause considering how it fits well, with the rest right, of the pace. Right, but in so many, so many other places, though, in other indie films, it's like, you know why these people are doing what they're doing and what they're about. Why are those guys there? What is their purpose? Why are they in this graveyard? Well, they're here to look for uh, one of the conquistadors. No, not not why are, are they there? Why were those those enemies? There? Oh yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, there there is no explanation, is there? I it, like there's yeah, ex you could exactly. It's like a it's weird like... wavy of the hand, like oh, they're here to protect what's inside. I guess at least Cru but Last Crusade had the benefit of s clarifying that you know yeah like there's always an explanation like all these other points and here you're just like what the heck yeah again it's the little things that add up that make this movie a little and i mean you know that moment right there him through the hole the homage to temple of know, doom um, yeah yeah although i do like this little bit with the scorpions i'm just shocked that you know we have a little bit here with the scorpions but you notice that there's only ever like maybe three of them in frame at a time. You would have thought that there would have been like a bazillion scorpions that poured out. <laughs> I, I, okay, that bit was kind of cool, but I really wish that scene was preceded by, say, like, you know, Mutt moves one of the skulls out of the way and. 
out of the skull's mouth produces a bazillion yeah. scorpions and they crawl over something them. yeah like that would have been cool but no we just only had because remember we used to say that um uh what was it Spiel with spielberg one is never enough it always has to be like a yeah. hundred he he that he should have had that instinct there I, but again, I, I even though I you know feel like I'm whining through the, this whole thing, uh, I should point out that eh, it's it's still like a little <laughs> eh thing for me. I mean, yeah, some of the writing, you know, that's it. Like some of the 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 dialogue is is very you know indie and zingery and fun. But yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like they have some elements right, but it seems that they were trying so hard to incorporate other elements that they that just didn't operate properly yeah and playing it safe too like that's the other real big thing i do like this effect though i thought this was actually kind of cool and i do like uh this little reveal here where he's like come on genius How many times have you seen this movie that you know these lines? <laughs> I've seen. I think I've seen this movie about three times. I think because I know I've seen it. You know, I watch it every once in a while when it came on cable. Because you know my my parents are older and they uh, they had cable for the longest time. So you know it right. would just be a lot of movies, but whatnot. I do like that. Whereas don't touch anything. And then immediately starts to touch everything. And Indy himself starts to touch all the things. I do like the cobwebs on his hat, though. Mummified remains. You know what would have been an amazing crossover that just crossed my mind? Hmm. Brendan Fraser and Indiana Jones from The Mummy working together. Oh, yeah. How amazing would that have been? Because let's be honest, like those movies were such big riffs on it. Yeah. I mean, although to be fair, I mean, I I really think that 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 franchise started to, to falter the longer it went on. Well, I mean, you can argue the same thing happened here. Uh, I think it's for the first three of this were really solid. Mm. So, oh, that's awesome! This was really cool. Where it just kind of falls apart. Uh huh. That actually was kind of cool. Not gonna lie. And once again, Indiana Jones proving that he truly is the worst architect <laughs> archaeologist ever. You would think, like, holy shit, these mummified remains haven't aged at all since they were buried hundreds and hundreds of years ago. We've got to take this back to a lab and a clean room and open it up so that we can examine this thing and, and the method of how they did it. But nah, just cut it open immediately and let it die. <laughs> <laughs> I 
feel like this was another little uh, kind of re. Oh, that's really fun. Um, but this kind of reminds me of the moment in uh, uh, Last Crusade where he meets the knight uh, in the burial chamber again. Just cool. Boy, that CG did not age well. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you, you remember, uh, I, I remember, uh, did you ever see the uh, documentary? Um, oh, that's, that's comforting. <laughs> right. um, did you ever see the uh, documentary George uh, Lucas versus the people? Or no, people... I'm, I'm aware of it, but yeah, people I've versus George Lucas. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it many times and, you know, it's all about the, fan relationships with George Lucas and Star Wars and uh, ap particularly after the prequels and whatnot. Um, but they do bring, there's a little segment where they bring up Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull and they're like, uh, <laughs> people actually went out of their way to say, George, you've got to stop hurting us like this. They didn't call <laughs> out Spielberg, they called out George. Uh, and you can kind of tell because like a lot of these notes are just like, definitely like you know the whole 1950s aspect was his idea which does work but did you see some of the uh, alternate titles uh for this movie no okay uh there's some really good ones in here actually uh but there's a lot of alternative names that are really bad like the worst and this was george <laughs> lucas's idea for the title for indy 4 uh I shit you not, Indiana Jones and the Saucer Men. That's wow. yeah, that's a shitty title. I'm sorry. Uh, but some of the other ones were like uh, uh, Indiana Jones and uh, the uh, uh, the Destroyer of Worlds. Um, Indiana. You know, I, I I have to interject here because of yeah. this scene. What's that's up? an indie prop I don't want. I know, right? Because, like, they built up the mystery of it a little bit. But as soon as he starts holding it like that, it literally looks like a piece of plastic that he's just kind of holding. Yeah. Like, there's no mystery it's like to all, it. like all the other times Indy gets a big, meaningful piece. It's amazing. Then there's this one you're like, eh. Nah. Yeah, I mean, even, like, the stones would glow. The, the, the Holy Grail had, like, a little bit of a glow to it. It, like coming from the cup and had like that uh, ether quality. The Ark of the Covenant was always so beautiful and mysterious. This one just, uh, it just feels so phoned in. And I mean that, like, they're also, not even going to do the dialogue play out. Yeah, well, also, where the hell did you come from? Seriously. Right, where did he come from? They, I mean, it's usually the banter with the villains and that that, that that makes those indie scenes memorable and great. And they're just like, meh. Hi, Jones. Cut. And then take them inexplicably all the way to the Amazon, which I'm like, all right. I'll go with you, but whatever. Just, I don't know. Just like there needs to be a little bit more support. But uh, yeah, another title that they wanted to use was, I thought actually this sounded cool. Indiana Jones and the City of Gods. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, there's you know there's not some bad ones like or the lost city of gold or the quest for covenant, uh, the fourth corner of the earth. 
Um, there's some fun ones in there, but I don't know. I, I still, I mean, even though Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is exceptionally is an exceptionally long title, I'll go with it. Whatever. <laughs> Man, you know, for being in like the uh, the dusty Aztec ruins or whatnot, doesn't Indy look a little bit clean here? Yep. I mean, he was just digging around in, in a barrow. Come on. It looks like his uh, his jacket just came off the shelf. Money, 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 money. Uh, thank God we have a real villain coming into this scene. Ugh, fuck off. Well, now we have, like, a little bit of a James Bond thing going where, like, it's psychic torture. <laughs> right. Um. Oh, yeah, that, I think that's where Destroyer of, the World, Destroyer of Worlds came from. Which actually would have been kind of cool to, you know, incorporate that Oppenheimer quote with, uh, you know, the... Uh, um, the nuking the the fridge moment which yeah uh you know it's surprising they didn't never use any of that to to kind of link it together once again good ideas just not linked together in the the strongest way mm -hmm. um oh god can you imagine if they used that in like the trailer like you remember when uh, <laughs> the 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 new godzilla ca movie came out and they had the oppenheimer quote in the background you know mm -hmm. vishnu takes on his multi-armed form now i'm become death the destroyer of worlds <laughs> such a good way to pump it up but uh that's another episode <laughs> one of the things i really like about this is you can at least tell that uh kate blanchett's having fun with this oh totally i haven't liked the uh, the highlight that they give uh indy with the uh, the curtain in the background and how it kind of frames him yeah that's actually kind of cool Oh, there it is. Alien auto autopsy. Although it's in the it's in these shots where I'm like, oh, you've shown too much now. You know? <laughs> like, because uh, I remember, cause you remember in that first sequence where you're kind of like, what is in there? Like, I got to move right. my head, even though it's a still frame. I got to move my head around the actors to see what the hell this is. And they kept the mystery to that. Here, they just showed it in full, and it's just like, come on, man. Like, keep a little bit of mystery to these things, you know? It's 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 more fun when you don't know. And, you know, they're doing so much of the writing is, you know, intentional callbacks. I've heard that bedtime story before. It's just like, yeah, they're, they're doing so much to, to, to try and, like, oh, yeah, it's in this world. But it's like, eh. Yeah, I don't know. And we have John Hurt, who's gone completely bonkers in this movie. I will say this, John, John Hurt really does play this role amazingly. The fact that he's kind of a crazy, a, a crazy nutball who's lost his mind. Right. He actually plays it with just the right amount of sadness in his eyes. You know? I mean, he's a fantastic actor. He actually has... Uh... 
a very impressive record. Oh yeah, if dude. You're not aware? Oh totally. No. Are you kidding me? Do, I, yeah, man. Do you know? Do you know what title he actually has? What's oh what's that? Sean Bean has nothing on him. He's died on film more than any other actor. Really? Uh huh. Wow. John Hurt has the title for the most per most deaths on film. That's cool. Wow, kudos to him, man. God rest that man's soul. Um, but, uh, you know, well, the other really crazy thing is, I think uh, that little bit of hint of sadness that he brings to the role, like when you see it in his mm. eyes and it's kind of wandering and you feel really bad and about him, I feel like Elephant Man was a big help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only this time I don't have to, you know, put on, like, Eight million pounds of makeup on my face to emote. <laughs> yeah, and which resulted in I even I have to admit probably the most disappointing uh, villain death. <laughs> of all of them yeah like oh, yeah uh like why they could have done something a lot more practical instead of just doing this whole cg thing um i just really do hope that whatever they do for the next one is that they just use cg to like the most cg that they'll use is to de-age harrison ford and enhance certain shots like they'll yeah. go in doing with you know say someone like Christopher Nolan's shooting style where they'll do a lot like either 90% or a hundred percent in camera stuff and then just use CG to remove elements, you know? Yeah. Like then I'll be, I think that's, that would be the right way to go. Cause you know, if it's, if it is real, it does have that real, you know, visceral kind of effect on you. Adrenaline does get pumped into you. Oh, for sure. You know what would have been amazing if we had uh, uh, a bit of a callback where Indy turns evil again <laughs> from Temple of Doom? <laughs> that would not have been bad. That wouldn't. Yeah, that would have been interesting just to see him go fucking ape shit, and it wasn't. And you know, oh, you know how this scene should have turned out, where he just goes bonkers, turns into evil Indy again, kills like half these people, and then gets punched in the face by who is it marion ravenwood <laughs> right like what a great reveal that would have been to her character and a great just out of left field holy shit uh indie moment <laughs> that would have been awesome but instead you know marion i like just... that they give him his hat back and in such a fun little way right <laughs> i know right i do like that sword case though <laughs> always got to have his fucking hair you know what's actually really funny apparently you know shia labeouf was all that and he thought oh i can yeah i can rock the, the comb and whatnot george lucas literally uh said give me that comb i'm gonna show you how a real guy uses it <laughs> oh there she is marion ravenwood Still the best of the, the the ones. And, of course, I really do like this, where she just straight up 
<laughs> oh wait, no. What? I was, you know, they should have had a, her deck him. You know. <laughs> I do like Harrison Ford's acting here, though. <laughs> man karen ellen allen is just wonderful returning like i don't i don't want to listen to those haters man like she is probably one of the best things to return from the old franchise you know oh for sure henry jones jr Oh, yeah, that's right. They were using uh, quotes from uh, Paradise Lost, which is actually kind of cool. <laughs> Give him something to write with, damn it. I do like this kind of silhouette kind of shot here, though. Oh yeah, so you know what I you know what I found out in the behind the scenes? That uh -huh. hand is not John Hurt's hand. <laughs> because they actually wanted to get the uh the Mayan uh drawings correct. Uh mm -hmm. they actually had someone else uh, an expert in those drawings be his hand. So there's actually a st like the guy is just poking his uh hand in front while John Hurt kind of looks off to the, the in the, to the distance. Which actually kind of helps the scene, to be honest, because that, you know, just kind of uh, shows that he's still just totally not there. Yeah. This is a little heartwarming scene. Oh, man. God, we miss you, John Hurt. He's a great actor. He's just such a great actor. Mm -hmm. and, and everything from Hellboy to Alien to, uh, um, you know, he was Winston in 1984. Like, so many wonderful, admirable roles. Oh, yeah. I mean, just always so spot on. Mm -hmm. He's usually, like, one of the better things of any given movie. Uh, and I, I, I'd argue that he's no exception to this one because... You know, a lot of people are like, oh, man, they don't just give him... They really don't give John Hurt anything to do. And I'm like, yeah, they, well, they do. Look, they don't really... A big thing for me, I don't care how big your role is. I care how well you do it. Exactly. And John Hurt does it perfectly. Exactly. So that's what I say to all you indie haters out there. And again, I just lost like a shitload of sub subscribers the very few subscribers that i have right now oh no look <laughs> his performance does not make up for the the flaws in this movie i mean you know look on the whole sequence of getting to this point you know there were th what three non sequiturs like yeah. that's problematic <laughs> okay kid seriously what was your plan here right 
What was your plan? Is there any civilization around here? Like, dude. <laughs> right? Even Indy's like, you're full of shit, kid. <laughs> Although this leads itself, lends itself to a really wonderful little sequence with quicksand. Yeah. Bat. Oh. It's Jumanji logic. Stay calm. <laughs> Again, it's the, it's the Jumanji logic, you know? <laughs> I actually do like that. He has to give a whole lecture about it. Get a rope. Help. <laughs> Dude, where are you going to get help? The only other people around here are the fucking Soviets. I do like this little reveal here with, with these two. <laughs> I love that payoff. That's actually really good. And I also love that they don't reveal what it is until they get Marion out. <laughs> it's just not an Indiana Jones film without some snakes. <laughs> Get a rope. <laughs> Don't call it a snake. That's like one of my favorite bits. Don't. He's like, look, just tell me to grab the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Great little moment. Why did it have to be snakes? For real, dude, how did you not figure that this would be the result? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, dude, seriously. Who else is I just love how self-satisfied he is because he's just out of his mind. I know. He sells it so well. I love it. Okay, this is a point where, like, where things look uber fakey. And yeah. yeah, the CG here. And you know what's really sad? They actually went out to location. They were out in Hawaii uh, shooting in the in the rainforest for these sequences. Hmm. And yet it still looked so fakey. I, I can't fathom how they were able to do that.
<laughs> Man, their chemistry is just so spot on. <laughs> I don't love the Russian here. He's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf is just like, oh my god, for real? You guys gonna do this? <laughs> but you know, I love, I love the fact that you know, he, me as the, like an audience member, I'm like, no, I'm here for this. Just got to have to have bound and gagger now. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Get him. Kick his ass, Cindy. That guy's had a bad run of it. <laughs> nice. For real. Oh. So what was the joke? Uh, did he like rip his jacket or his pants? I, I don't even know. Man, I really wish they had a payoff to that because that actually would have been kind of fun. Like, that was a that like this jacket is this jacket means a lot to me. <laughs> you got a little Marion theme going again. Love it. <laughs> I do like the fact that we just kind of hear shit. Like he just throws him out of a truck. Truck chase. Only this time it's in a rainforest and ten times crappier. <laughs> Although I do uh, like this moment coming up, right, where he's like, "Does so? Does he know what he's doing?" And then the RPG. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's awesome. Oh, shit. You know, I kind of wish that uh, it completely incapacitated the uh, the truck there. I don't know. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, man. It's so hard not to hit, to like John Hurt in this. Gotta stop saying that. That is not the best delivery of Jones. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is the part where everyone's like, oh, this looks so fake. But no, they shot this entire sequence on a location, like in a real jungle, real forest. And at least this first part isn't half bad. 
I think I, I don't think it's until like when you know Shia LaBeouf starts fencing with Kate Blanchett that it's like, what the hell is this? I mean, at least they referenced that earlier in the film. Yeah, a little you know, bit. We talked about fencing and that he was good. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, like, there's that much machine gun fire going on and nobody gets hit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, oh, this is really cool, though. Or it has some really cool payoff. And, the again, the idea behind the uh, of fencing between two cars is kind of cool and unique. I've never seen that before. But the just there's something about the way that it's photographed doesn't feel quite right. Oh, this is really fun. I don't, and I still, and regardless, like even though that Indy's a little overpowered, one could argue. I still, I still dig the sequence just because you know the music's there and the action's there, and it's Indy with a with his fedora. Like I'll buy it still. It's just not. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing that a lot of people did kind of like talk about, like how Indy is kind of like John McClane in these uh, in the newer <laughs> John, in, like, you know, in the first Die Hard, like, you know, John McClane was getting beat down. Like he was points where he you thought he was going to lose it humanized him. He was in pain all, all the time. But uh, yeah, this. Yeah. I don't know why, because like. I know that they did this for real, but it just doesn't feel correct. It feels like it was shot on a blue screen, even though they totally went on location. I don't know. Maybe you can articulate something because I just can't. I don't no, know why. I mean, I, I agree. I don't know what it is about it, but. It's maybe it's the photography. Maybe it's the. Uh... Yeah, I, I think it has something to do with the photography because it looks like. Um, I think, I think it's something to do with the, the speed. Yeah. Like it actually, like there is a, a balance between like in, in a chase and stuff like this between, you know, speed and action. And, and it feels like overly fast. A little bit. Oh, <laughs> this is for all the crap that you've done, but this is payback time. Crotch shot. Um, yeah, man, I don't know, because you would think, because, like, the, the staging and the, uh, the, uh, the, the way that, you know, the, the premise of a, of, a, of a fencing sword fight between two cars would be amazing. It's just not photographed well. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, this might actually, I hate, because I love Janusz Kaminski's work with Spielberg, man. Like, his work on Private Ryan and Schindler's List and uh uh a lot of his later films like i really dig the the, the guy's work uh i've i've seen i've seen a lot of it but it just doesn't feel right here i don't know yeah what and, it and, is. So, and sometimes you know things 
are off. Sometimes things just don't play right. Yeah. So. Maybe I really because I know he was kind of his go-to uh, DP for a while, but maybe he would have been better off without you know just hiring a different one for for this movie because it just I don't know it it just doesn't feel quite like an indie movie. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's I think a lot of it is that like when you do have it operating to try and feel like an indie film it's it's incongruent like you know they're, they're it's too homage without actually doing the important things yep and you notice there's and a lot of shaky when, cam too what there's like a lot of shaky cam going yeah and, and then when you have you know like this moment where it's like oh this should be classic indie stuff it, it doesn't pay off right it doesn't land correctly yeah now we have the CG monkeys that, again, just don't look good. I'm sorry. Uh, even this bit where, like, oh, shit, we're going to Cliffside, so it's a little bit more closer to Raiders. Uh, but it's intercut with probably the right. dumbest thing I've seen in the movie. This, like... Yeah, exactly. You're uh, just like, uh... Those of you're you, Tarzan yeah, now? Dude, like, for those of y'all watching, like, go, go to the bathroom, go and, you know... Tug one out. What? Go grab a drink. What not? Because right. that was to me like that was the low point of the movie. Like yikes. Because see this moment right here, I thought should have worked a lot better. I, I, I guess it's just the modern CG uh, compositing that just didn't quite pan yeah. out. Um, and 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 I think that's a lot of it. I mean, like you know, you're telling me this was shot on location. Okay. Uh, but I just don't believe when you look, it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look like this is, I mean, right there, the background does not look all that real. Yeah. Even though it totally is in many cases. Yeah. Like I don't get it. I really don't. I want, <laughs> and I want to like this sequence. I really fucking do. Right. Cause so but like when, that you, when you see it storyboarded, it looks amazing. But the way they rendered it just doesn't feel right. Because, I mean, like, yeah, no. there's a, uh, do you notice how much, uh, like, you know, you know. There's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the lens they used or what, but. Um, and why do we care about the monkey? I don't know, man. But, uh, like, and, and the other thing that I thought was just, that didn't quite feel right was, uh, I mean, in besides the, you know, the obvious CG. Um, the other thing is, like, you know, we had handheld sequences. Okay, for real. That nobody, somebody would be dead if that happened. For real, like again, he they made him a little too overpowered and a little too much, but whatever. Uh, but now we get our first uh, creepy crawlies for this movie, the ants, which apparently was supposed to be in uh, Last Crusade at one point, but they just decided to go with the rats. Uh, but I do like the ants here. The ants are actually aren't half bad. Uh, I just really wish they weren't so obviously cg you know because the element that is there on as a, if this was like a comic book or just a series of storyboards this would this looks amazing i'm not gonna lie like i do like the staging i like the premise i like the choreography i just don't like the way that it's photographed and how the cg's rendered yeah um because if you notice, like, in the, the old movies, like, there are handheld stuff uh, and whatnot, but 
do you notice that there's like an obnoxious use of like the shaky cam in the action sequences? Yeah. Like I feel like that's like a post-born identity born. Yeah, and and that's and and that you know I don't think a lot of people realize how much that is hated by a lot of movie fans. Yeah, dude. Look, Paul Greengrass can do it for the born movies. That's fine because uh, that's kind of his thing and that's kind of the look of the movies but when you try to you know use that for every other movie it just is obnoxious yeah it's far more impressive I mean, when it's you know steady wide angle exactly stuff. nobody wants quick cut shaky cam action that you can't fully follow yeah like, that's not fun although i do like the fact that the skull creates like a, a bit of a ring with them that i thought right. was actually kind of cool and I do like the the effect of the ants here. Like, that's actually kind of cool. I wish they'd gone a little bit crazier with it, but I'll still dig it. You know, again, wish it wasn't totally obvious that it was CG or, like, whatever. Like, it's it just doesn't quite feel right, I guess. Um, but I love the concept of it. I like the ants. Just wish they were rendered better. <laughs> And they probably could have, because, you know, it was 2008. Right. Also, I kind of wish this this, se this sequence here was uh, with the, the fight. Also, well, yeah, with that guy. He's been a punching bag the whole movie. Like, yeah. the whole movie. I really wish, We're like... suddenly... Yeah, because look at him. Like, Indy's holding his own. Like, can't we see Indy, like, really get his ass beat? Like, you remember uh, Pat Roach yeah. and Raiders with that airplane sequence? Andy was about to get his Indy was about to get his ass handed to him. Uh, I kind of wish we had that mm -hmm. here, you know. Yeah. Well, but they they needed somebody else besides just this this flunky. Yeah. I mean, this guy has been on them so much in the movie. It's like, can we have a different flunky, please? Yeah. Although I do like this little that little bit where he's like, "Hang on, hang on, I gotta, I gotta just one sec," <laughs> but. Yeah, I just really wish that it was it didn't turn into just like a. a we you know, like we're finally getting some blood in these sequences. Yep. And then I thought this was actually really fun. That's actually kind of fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I I mean it, it's not a bad villain death sequence. Yeah, it's definitely the most gruesome in this movie, but it I mean it it, it works. Which is kind of an insult now that I think about right. it. Like, yeah, it works. Where it should have been like, oh, that was awesome. Um, again, it's just the way the ants are rendered. They're so obviously CG. Though I do like that where he uses the skull to get his hat back. Yeah. That was actually kind of cool. Even if the fucking crystal skull still looks plastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish they kept it, kept it uh, covered up and, a lot And, you more. know, here, we're still going. It's still, yeah. like, no one's gotten away. This sequence is just so prolonged. Yeah, although I'm kind of here for it. Because I think they were, like, you know, trying to do that same thing with uh, uh, Last Crusade, where the tank battle lasted, like, a full 20 minutes. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't know. Like, there's moments where things stop to take a breath. And you kind of need that breath moment after a while. Yeah, yeah. All oh, this moment I thought was clever. Again, it's just not rendered well. Where they go into the tree and then use the tree right. to whiplash them back. 
to be fair, all those guys that fell should have died. <laughs> but a lot of this, I feel like, just works better on paper and on a storyboard than it does yeah. than the way that these guys made it. Because I feel like, it, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, another little, I think this was a little uh, callback to Temple of Doom with the uh, the the raft. Yeah. Oh, shit. Although you'd think that, like, they survived not once, not twice, but three fucking times. Little bullshit, but. Yeah. Whatever. Honestly, like, at this point, we're. Because we're what? We are what? Uh, we are um, an hour and a half into this movie. Me as a first-time viewer, at least, at least I was able to gauge that um, this is the tone of the movie. So you know what? As silly and impractical as this is, I'll go with you right, on but this. Like, right, but see, that's it. You're talking about, like, this is the tone of the movie. And that, I think, is where so much of the annoyance comes in, because this was not the tone of any other indie movie. Uh, okay, I would have bought that they might have survived in these last ones. I do like the fact that he takes off the hat and holds it. But this one, they should not have survived. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And they didn't even survive it hard. Like, it wasn't even that okay. brutal of an encounter. Okay, what was this? Look it up. What was this moment where <laughs> Karen Allen is just holding the wheel and laughing like <laughs> I almost died. I'm not sure if I like that or I hate it. <laughs> that I thought was a really cool visual though. No, dude, we we're building this movie. We're going with you, man. <laughs> You know, this is actually the, uh, you know, uh, what this also has in common with Temple of Doom, other than being the more subpar, uh, mm. the plot, like the plot of uh, uh, Raiders and um, Last Crusade was about finding the relic that they're, that the big MacGuffin of the title. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Returning th this the one, relic. In Temple of Doom they're, and Crystal Skull, they're returning it. So I think we found our formula of what not to do. <laughs> for the uh, the next indie movie uh no shia labeouf uh minimum use of cgi and if you're going to use cgi either de-age harrison ford or remove yeah. effects or remove also elements. that moment right there yeah these are fresh they were just used how do you know what a freshly used torch was like mister i'm not an archaeologist i didn't go to school yeah yeah also, you notice how they're nicely dry now? Yeah. Clean and dry cut. No dust, no mud. Not still soaking wet. But, uh, um, yeah, what was it? So, no Mutt Williams. 
bring back the Nazis, have you finding the relic instead of returning it, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, new cinematographer. <laughs> yeah. That's the code. There's probably a lot more to it, though. Um, oh, yeah, and have fucking Indy fire his gun. Right. And I think a lot of, you know, upon rewatching this, a lot of my frustration, you know, very much comes from the fact that it's like they put so many elements in here uh, that should be good indie elements, but they just cannot get them to mesh correctly. Yeah. And it's frustrating. You know, it's, it, it's like, oh, you had a recipe and you had all the right ingredients, but so, like it sounded amazing, but somehow the ingredients made a terrible dish. Yeah. It, maybe it was just the way, you know, they overcooked it or something. Yeah. Or undercooked it, rather. Actually, undercooking feels more of a better analogy. Because they're holding back on yeah. us. You know? Yeah. They've been holding out on us for a while. Um, now, another thing is, like, you know, people kind of, you know, say, oh, my God, aliens. Like, that's the thing. Like, boo-hoo, blah, blah, blah. Come on. Have you read some of the Indiana Jones novels? Like, he gets into weirder <laughs> shit than that, man. So I'm okay with that. That, that was creepy. Um, I'm okay with the idea of, you know, bringing aliens or interdimensional beings, as they're called, into this. Uh, and, and we got this stuff. And again, like, going back to what I said earlier, it's like they, they keep bringing out villains without a reason. Yeah. Because, again, are they these guys protecting... The, uh, the, 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 the ancient ruins or whatnot, they're never explained. Like, if we had, like, one of them talk to us like it was the, uh, uh, you know, the, the Brotherhood of the, the Holy Cross or whatever it was. and Right. Like, then, why, like, I'll totally buy this. I will totally eat it up because visually yeah. it's fantastic. But, man, there's no story behind it, you know? Exactly. It's so random. Because... I mean, the only reason why it worked for the opening of Raiders is because it was like a cold opening. You don't need the context. But when we're in the main bulk of the story, like, we kind of need some fucking context here. I do like the costume design, though. Just, again, give me a fucking reason. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but what was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. I lost my train of thought because, like, that, that fucking skull is so fucking... Like, it's so distracting. Um, oh, we got... So, apparently, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett survived, and we got to have one more encounter. Yeah, uh, and... It's just like... And I, uh. Yeah. But I still like the set. The sets here, the sets are nice. Yeah, the sets are great. I mean, <laughs> look, as I said, with this quality of filmmaker, there's always going to be some stuff to appreciate, but it kind of gets lost by the stuff that is disappointing. Yeah, um, but yeah, like uh, we, I think it was we were like, uh, you know, this it feels like underbaked. It feels undercooked. Like it needs a yeah. few more minutes in the oven with a little bit more blood, <laughs> a little bit more blood and gunshots, man.
Ooh, a John Williams theme here with the the trumpets. Kind of makes me think of the War of the Worlds that he did uh, with Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, they they all still look so clean cut. Saw that coming. Once again, worst archaeology ever. <laughs> you got to open something up. Let's bash it yeah. with a rock. You know what? You know, I just realized this this little bit is because this this opening of it, the, the temple is actually pretty cool. But I feel like the sand bit was uh, a George Lucas note just to piss off, uh, mm. <laughs> piss off Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like sand. It's rough and coarse, and it gets everywhere. This uh, this was really cool. Uh. And I did like this shot right here where it all goes in, boom. Yeah. And the uh, the 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 uh, what is it the uh, um the staircase that is uh, that, that's retracting inwards, like this I thought mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. Apparently, again, this is all a real set where they actually uh, had this shit moved around. Oh, I love that, where they got the guy in the spear. But yeah, like, that's an actual set. Like, they're actually moving around, and uh, there's like a deep, and it's a deep abyss on the way down. Um, wow. Uh, they actually just had, uh, you know, some safety harnesses for the actors, in, just in case they did misstep. Um, well, yeah. And they removed them, obviously, but... I just thought that, wow, they actually built this whole pit with retracting staircase. Like, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> um, just an FYI, I hope everything's uh, good on your channels because for some reason, like the last time, you're coming in sketchy again. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, we're, we're good. Um, good. Yeah. Because, yeah, for those of you who listen – uh, like I'm <laughs> like I'm all the way out in Cincinnati, and and Sean, you're further up north. Uh, you're you're uh, what was it? Uh, um, Toledo area. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we got to do these things over remote. But uh, even if we were like you know, even if we live right around the block, I feel like we'd be doing this remote anyway because you know COVID is happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, I still real still really love the sets here. And the highlights, because, um, and you know what's actually really weird? These sets, especially like right here, these are probably the most realistic of the sets in retrospect, because a lot of it felt a little Hollywood. Yeah. Now it's like we're actually getting into a little bit more greasy and grimy a little bit. So, but it's also interesting when you look at those spikes, though, it's like, uh, and their size of them. Like, the only way people are ending up on those is if you are a very large group of people. Mm hmm Oh, Mac, he's... Oh, man. Leaving behind trackers to, to uh, get them there. Oh, we got a little homage to J.J. Abrams with the, the fucking... Um, 
uh, sunbeams and lens flares. Yeah. God help us if J.J. Abrams ever gets his hands on one of these. I'd, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Like, the, especially the fact that Indiana Jones 5 is supposed to be, like, the last one. Uh, boy, I'd hate to see that because as much as I, I admire J.J. Abrams, the, poor, the guy cannot fucking end a series to save his life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look some of his standalone work is amazing yeah man like i I'm to, like i really love a lot of his stuff and uh some of the like mission impossible 3 was amazing but like uh and i am still kind of like force awakens to an extent but man super 8 oh geez like super 8 was awesome but like when you look at you know into darkness lost and rise of skywalker it's just like yikes like <laughs> you're a great person to start a franchise to to finish oh my god <laughs> yeah give it to someone else anyone yeah his his whole mystery box thing's a little uh mm. yeah you know although i wouldn't have i i would have been interested if uh, he had a hand in this movie you know because you know indie movies like this one in particular it does need a little it's bit almost, of mystery well, it's, it's almost like he did after all, th- how much sense does this ending make? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Plus with the shaky cam and shit, like, as I know he does that a lot, and it's just like, ah, uh, damn it. You're totally right. Um, I, I do like the, the mechanism for this shit, though. This is actually kind of fun and cool. Because it... it it feels like a theme park opening ride, but you know what? That's actually a compliment to me. Like I actually dig that. And then we have the, uh, the, the, the chamber of the skeletons where the gods dwell and remain. And, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, now, you know, for those of you listening at home, Apparently there is a, a little hieroglyph of uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, and I think even E.T. Uh, in the background. <laughs> so I don't, I've never been able to spot it, but, you know, if there's like a moment where like, oh, it's right there, it's right there, like you know, just I mean, blurt it out in the comments. You'd have to pause and you'd probably have to pause and really look for yeah, it. Yeah, just like like blurt it out in the comments like so we can actually see it in all its glory and whatnot. Um Oh, you know what would have been amazing? If we actually got to withhold seeing most of the skull until this moment. Because that's that's the thing that happens when you withhold visual information from the audience. When it does become uh, uh, prevalent, it becomes that much more powerful. You know? Yeah. Um, And that was the other thing that the Indiana Jones movies were really good at. They were really good at maintaining the mystery behind the MacGuffins. Yeah, exactly. And I really hate to say it, as cool as it's like, you know, skeletons made of crystal and whatnot, um, and it just might be the photography. It might not be the actual prop design or anything, uh, but they feel plastic. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know why. Yeah, a bit. I mean, the skeletons look slightly better than the skull. I think it's because, you know, they're played in the wide shot and not, like, in close-up like this. 
But uh, I don't know. Although I thought this moment was kind of really cool and unexpected where it just leaps out of her hand and it uh, it gets reseated like the rest of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this was actually kind of cool. Good sound design, though, with the like the glass, that ethereal mm-hmm. like thing. Um, so there's there's still stuff to be admired. I really wish that that glowing effect, like the uh, the the weird galaxy ethereal thing that was going on inside the head, was like a constant thing. Like yeah. how hard would it have been to build you know some LEDs into the crystal skull prop? You know, have it always constantly be glowing and have like, because, you know, like they have this whole thing where they characterize it, where the ants are afraid of it. And so are the, uh, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, um, the, the, the local tribes, people, whatever they are, how they kind of react to it. That's fine and all. But if you're going to really show the MacGuffin off this much, you should make the MacGuffin a character in and of itself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, because now, oh man, now I'm mad. Because, like, they should have made the Crystal Skull a character. Yeah. And it, and maybe it would, like, use uh, Oxley's character to, like, speak through him. Like, how crazy creepy would that have been? Now, it just might have been me, but when you hear that engine revving up. It kind of sounds like the uh, the the alarm going off before the nuke gets dropped. <laughs> it might be me. I don't know if hey that that, was... that might have been a better ending. <laughs> Maybe. Although I do like how the whole set rotates and it becomes like a, a saucer. Because look, the, like the the whole visual payoff of there being a giant saucer under a mine temp, I'm okay with. Because, again, I've seen Indiana Jones do weirder shit than that. And the fact that it's kind of rendered sort of badly sort of actually works for it. Because, you know, it is calling back to those B-movies and whatnot. That's like the one shot where I wouldn't mind if it was kind of rendered bad um, in terms of the CG and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, like, yeah, interdimensional beings, like... They're going into the space in between the spaces or whatever the... Like, dude, they're fucking aliens. We get it. (laughs) It's okay. You can say (laughs) These movies are silly. You can say that they're aliens. (laughs) No. Just just say that they're aliens. It's okay, movie. You're you're goofy. It's it's, it's fine. We're not going to think any less of you. And the CG, like, the anti-gravity stuff, just... I really wish they thought of, like, practical ways to do that anti-gravity. Because you can do it, you know? You can do anti-gravity in camera. You might have to remove elements in post, but whatever. Dude, for real, forget the money. Come on. Just got to show off how the greed is the destroyer of the character or whatnot. 
Man, can you imagine if we had? Because you know this, what this scene was missing. It needs that effect, like, man, it, it, you should be looking at this sequence of you know the aliens and the knowledge and her getting blown up and whatnot. You should be saying to yourself, man, I wish I was baked watching this scene. <laughs> Like this, where the alien gets uh, gets all fleshed up. Like, I don't know how that works, but I guess I'm going with it. I did think this was legit creepy, though. Are you just, like, watching in stunned silence there, Sean? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, again, wh what? What? <laughs> And the, oh man, that was lame. That's it? You're like, really? You couldn't have let her burn longer or whatnot or burn to a crisp? Like, anything. It's just like, it's just not a very rewarding payoff. No. And again, the CG enhancements. Like, I know that they did a lot of this stuff practically and whatnot, but... The enhancements that they added is just so distracting. And again, I feel like that was like a, a George Lucas thing. Cause, and don't get me wrong, George, I fucking love you. I would be honored to meet you one day. But you really do just need to have some, some other writers <laughs> to tell you no. Just yeah. no, darling. We love you. We love you very dearly. But sometimes, just no. Don't do that. Don't do the thing, George. <laughs> and again, this moment right here where it's like the whole valley and the, uh, the Aztec thing where it ruptures. Mm -hmm. It looks so cool on like a storyboard or as like a piece of yeah. conceptual art. Where the uh, the the you know the gravity's rotating and it gives way to a saucer, like it looks cool and it's so not the weirdest thing that Indy's ever uh, encountered. Like you look in the mo like the the novels, it gets fucking weird, man. Um, and here again, like here, this is the one shot I'm okay with the 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 CG not being that great. It kind of works. Yeah. And I even love the fact that they stick to the old, uh, uh, you know, classic saucer design. I'm cool with it. It fits. So, but, uh, but it's just the rest that just don't work for me. You still seem pretty stunned by everything. It's just like, it's. I don't know. There's a balance to things, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, yeah. obviously there's over-the-top stuff in other indie films, oh, but yeah. none of it is this over-the-top. Yes. Just say they're aliens, dude. It's okay. Right? <laughs> like... These movies are silly. They're 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 crazy. It's fine. 
Although seriously, though, like uh, um, the fact that all that archaeological history is just gone, you think Indy, Indy would just be on his knees like, no, right? <laughs> and then of course, it's just it's, a, it's just it's the end is just all way too over the top, a little corny here, and I mean, yeah, other indie stuff's corny, but it's just like. Again, uh, look at them. It doesn't hit right. Well, also, look at them. They just got through the water twice. And they're yep. dry. <laughs> like, their hair's a little wet, but seriously, they they're, they're, their jackets are dry. Although I do like that little, the junior. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do want to know, how do they get back home from here? Yeah. <laughs> like, did they just... Also, I love the ambiguity of that line, because you don't know if he's talking about Abner or if he's talking about the other judge. Yeah, notes. yeah. <laughs> For real, dude? You couldn't have told me that until... Uh, uh, in, but, like, before I started... Oh, I will admit, this was kind of nice to see. It's not like, you know, the rompous, you know, ending I would expect for an indie movie, but as it, just looking at the characters, it's nice seeing this, you know? Yeah. In terms of the rest of the body of the movie, I can see why. Um, and apparently, you know who else is supposed to appear here? Hmm. So, uh, John Rice Davies is Sala. That would have been great. But, well, the only reason why he turned it down is because he's like, if I'm just in it for a cameo and I really don't have any substantial shit otherwise, and just be, like, straight-up fan service, I'm not going to be in it. Which I actually kind of am okay with. Yeah, that that's fair. But apparently, you know who else uh, George wanted in this sequence? Or it might have been George mm. or Spielberg. Apparently he wanted uh, Short Round All Grown Up and Willie here. <laughs> which i'm like look, look i'll take short round totally yeah uh, willie doesn't make any sense no, short cause, round does because man uh, in this moment okay this is the moment where every indie fan even me i was like don't you fucking dare don't you right dare no no oh thank you jesus right. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like even I shared like all the like. Oh, thank nope, you, Jesus! Nope, nope, nope. Oh, thank God, <laughs> that was close. And that's the ending. Like you are not the successor we want. <laughs> oh hell no! And even and thank God that they had that because you know with the falling out with Shia LaBeouf and his yeah. ill popularity with the fans and his comments and just like, it's really good that Mutt isn't coming back. I just like look, I'm. I, I know Shia LaBeouf has been in other great movies. He's a weirdo that I kind of respect and just, but don't come back to an indie movie. I just don't want to see your face. You are the bastard yeah. child of this franchise and I'm okay if you stay yeah. there. Um, He's uh he, he doesn't need to be brought back. He doesn't need to be 
reference. It's just like let them let them be. Yeah, that's again. This is why if they're gonna do Indy Five, I'm totally on board with it taking place before this movie. Like you know, have it set in like you know 1948 or something like that. Um, yeah. And like I said again, if you're listening out there, Lucasfilm, whoever's running the show, I don't care who, but if you're listening, Indiana Jones and the Spear of Destiny where he's uh, uh, fighting not only the post-Nazis uh, or the remnants of the Nazi empire, but also the Soviets and all the other allied powers occupying Germany. And uh, he has to uh, make friends with one of the uh, 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 Nazi uh, um, detractors that, ran, uh, 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 that was cleared after the war, uh, legitimately so. And he, they introduce him by saying, you know, we met once before, Doctor Jones. We did. Yeah, you threw me out of a truck. Like, well, amazing. Like that. Also, <laughs> I mean, with a premise like that and trying to find the Spear of Destiny, it gives you perfect excuse to bring Sala back exactly! in. Exactly. The the uh, the uh, the Nazis were all over North Africa and the Middle East. Yes. So it's just like, yeah, there you go. Like, exactly. You have your tie-in. Do it. Do it, you cowards. <laughs> but uh yeah so uh again i still have fun and i still have a uh uh appreciation for some of the stuff in here is it well put together is it well baked uh no it is not no um although it's there i still will say i can still say that uh because of the way the film's paced I can enjoy it a little bit more than Temple of Doom, but only a little bit. Mm, so yeah, it, it, it's just not going to register for me. And again, like part of that is, is just, it came so much later after I had so much of an affinity for the earlier films. Yeah. Uh, so it just, it's difficult. As you said, yeah, there's definitely worse movies out there, but it you can't as, as a longtime fan, I can't look at this movie, uh, objectively removing it from the other films of the franchise. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it makes this watching this movie, not so much of an enjoyable experience for me. Yeah. And you also, you know, and again, that yeah. goes back to what we said at the start, at least, you know, when they, they did the star Wars prequels, that was so that was removed enough in a timeline to a whole different point with different characters, uh, just set in the lar you know, and still the same universe that like, Oh, this works. I can, I can operate with sort this. of oh, works. It's that character, yeah. you know, 60 years ago before. Oh yeah, this is fine. Like it makes sense. Like it, it, it can work based on the world they created. But when it's like the exact same characters, you've got to bring that level of consistency. Otherwise they're going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it, it, when it feels off, you're just like, mm, mm, yep. Cringe. Yep. <laughs> um, and again, like, you know, it's like, because I know even Harrison Ford is kind of mixed about it. Like, because there's so... I guess it's kind of a miracle looking back at, uh, you know, uh, Last Crusade and Raiders that shit just mm -hmm. kind of fell together perfectly. Like, because, as you know, they were dealing out a whole ton of different ideas. Like, you know, for last... Oh, yeah. uh, props made at uh, Stan Winston. God rest his soul. Well, um, I mean... But uh, and when you talk to almost anyone about making a movie, 
they will tell you that it's nearly a miracle that any movie even gets made. Yeah, yeah. Let alone that it ends up being good. And I, a lot of it, I think, is like lightning striking. Yeah, it really I've is. I've seen a lot of movies that had great premise, um, you know, and a decent cast where it's just like, oh, that, that just wasn't executed the right way or, mm-hmm. or just was a little off. And it didn't work. And you could see why it's like, man, with that premise and that cast, like this should have been amazing. And it just, it couldn't get there. So it really is, you know, catching lightning in a bottle. And you can't always predict how that's going to happen. Heck, a lot of directors that I love have movies, you know, on their resumes where it's just like, yikes. Oh, Oh, you did that one. Wow. But, you know, that's fine because it humanizes them. You have to get. You know, there's a measure of getting your feet under you, getting your feet wet, and you can have some missteps, but you know what? Those experiences lead them to do it better the next time. Exactly, so. and and hell, sometimes they really do. Like, you remember when Ridley Scott was in the early 2000s, was just, like, crapped on, and then, you know, he comes back with something like The Martian. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude, it's, like, amazing. So, uh, yeah, his career is an amazing, like, high and low period. Well, Oh, yeah. Well, but, you know, I mean, Scorsese's done a lot of the same things. Like, Scorsese will sometimes bring in films where you're like, oh. But, you know, it's like, man, when when Ridley Scott is on, and I mean really on, he does deliver some amazing films. Totally, totally, dude. And, look, I I mean, I'll straight up, one of the most underrated films and underappreciated films in my book uh, of the last, you know, 20 years and you have to watch the director's cut because what they did for the, the-, the theatrical release is insulting. Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, yeah. That movie about that. is brilliant, particularly with how much dialogue they tried to actually lift from the historical record in some cases. Like, there are straight up scenes where it's like, this is so close to how it actually happened. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I heard the same thing. Like, Kingdom of Heaven, like, it's shit on. Only if it's the theatrical cut, though, <laughs> which is why people are tend yeah. and because you know, like the critics are. The- that's the version all the critics saw, so it gets it doesn't quite get the amount of love that it really should because it's like no, no, no. There's this other version that's way better. <laughs> um, it's like yeah, we kind of uh, had to cut a half hour of like you know, actual characterization and development because the studio was unhappy. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I know, dude. Studios, studios are just like. Uh, it's frustrating. Uh, it's really frustrating, especially because, you know, corporations ever since like the uh, really since like the, uh, uh, the, the the late 70s and early 80s, like ever since, you know, corporate filmmaking has been a thing. It's just really been a real ache because they're the only ones that have the money to get these kinds of movies released. Um, but at the same time, they have all these parameters because they have to, you know, adhere to these statistics that you know focus groups and things like that have to acquire which is you know like uh the reason why uh movies like uh ant-man with uh with edgar wright <laughs> why he was mm-hmm. just like like he was looking at all these parameters for um uh the and constraints that you know the corporation was giving him and he's like fuck off i'm i want to do my own thing <laughs> like yeah. and they just fired him off which is like <sighs> Well, yeah, that that's one of the reasons on a lot of those kind of movies, you're going to end up with uh, 
younger directors. Like, they want somebody who they know can handle the actors. And really, almost everything else, they want their machine to handle because they've established how they want things to go. Their employees. So you're there. Yeah, well, I was going to say, they're employees, not artists, really. Exactly. Um, and it's that's... And, you know, to a certain extent, maybe this movie feels the same way. Like, Spielberg came back as an employee and not an artist, per se. It's arguable, I guess, because, again, they got they had all the original producers. Uh, Lucasfilm wasn't owned by Disney yet. Uh, you know, Spielberg was obviously very pa- – and Lucas was very passionate about it. Even Harrison – most uh, of the players were very passionate. I so, don't – I don't know. Did – I mean, I know Star Wars was sold. Did he sell, like, the Lucasfilm branding? I thought he just sold Star Wars. I th- No, actually, I'm pretty sure it was Lucasfilm entirely. Huh. Yeah. So, if we do get an Indy 5, I think it might be released under the mouse. So, you know, actually, I'm just, uh, <clears throat> I want to make sure, because I'm 90% sure uh, that's the, uh, uh, the case. Because, um, yeah, uh, Lucasfilm is now... Uh, a subsidiary of Walt Disney Studios, uh, which means that not only Star Wars is owned by the mouse, but also indie men. Someone, Ooh. someone, Ooh. S- like, get that mouse under control, man. Like, that's just too much. Uh, I'm going to quote Morgan Freeman from The Dark Knight. This is Dude. too much power for one person. Dude. Now that they have Fox, like, it's insane. Oh, dude, like... I don't know how that was legally able to happen. Well, legally, the way they're able to get away with it is because um, uh, they call them... They're allowed to keep their original names, their original company names. Uh, They are just subsidiaries. Therefore, uh, not a part of uh, the actual Disney company. Or the Disney Walt Disney yeah, brand. Yeah, gussy it up however you want. I know a monopoly when I. Oh see no, no 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 no! They're totally. I'm not defending them at all. I'm just saying that's legally how they're able to get away with it, which yeah. is bullshit. Honestly. Well, well, well. You know, back to the point. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens going. Yeah, we. It's like, man, we've really got off topic. We'll see what happens going down the line if they make another one. But you know, after this one, I don't think there's any longtime fans who are like please give us another indie we're just kind of like please let it die i'm again i really do want to see one more indie i wouldn't mind just give me a really good really good story well, but, that, and- but that's just it well, yeah everyone would love to see a good indie but if we get another movie like this you're it's just like do you have to kick the corpse <laughs> And you know what? Maybe they do because it is indie, and he does kind of have a, ca- a habit of desecrating corpses. So why not his <laughs> you own? You know what? Let's just go for it. Because honestly, I'm all, I'm still all in for an indie five. Because again, I I choose to give these things the benefit of the doubt, and I just refuse to uh, like deliberately hate on something, uh, unless it's something like Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. Then that deserves. Well, as all the I hate. said, I mean, I, I didn't discount the things that were good in the movie. It's like obviously the music's yeah. good. There are obviously there's going to be some shots and moments where it's like, oh, that's really cool and well done. But and as I said, I'm not shitting on the movie. Uh, you know, just I'm not being hateful because of hate. Yeah. It's just like it doesn't hold up to what indie films have always been for me and always were. And, you know, as I said, I pointed out those moments. It's like, oh, these things don't come together. 
It's like there's no explanation for this. This is a non sequitur. This doesn't make any sense. It's like those, you know, those moments just take you out of it. And they had them again and again and again. Yeah. And it's just like, mm. mm-hmm. And so, like, because of all those little things, it's like, you know what? Is this the worst movie ever? No, of course not. Yeah. But is it one I want to revisit? Not really. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something like, well, if it's, uh, you know, if it's available to watch on, like, an airplane or on cable when you're visiting old parents or grandparents, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. Why not? Um, but to actively revisit it, unless it's, like, you know, a big marathon thing or whatever, yeah, not really interested in rewatching. It's It's fine. Uh, but... Uh, again, it's. I still just want to reiterate because, like, I know you differ with it because uh, I have to state my elephant in the room, which is, you know, I still, <laughs> I still kind of like this one a little bit better than Temple of Doom, but that's only because it's paced better for me as a late in late bloomer indie fan because, you know, Raiders like they had those action beats and they had that sense of fun, and Temple of Doom literally was just like either gross out stuff or just pain and torture for the middle hour of the movie and it wasn't and it, it was the it was only the beginning and the very end where i'm like yay indy go get him yay at least in this one i could be like oh indy yeah go but i was doing that consistently <laughs> you know uh and i wasn't just waiting uh so <laughs> i guess that's really what it comes down to but and i still really hope that uh you know there's going to be an in, a really good indie five and even if it's kind of subpar like this i don't think i'll be glad that uh, I, st- I think i'll still be glad that i'll get to see it in theaters and whatnot you know if theaters ever fucking open up again I... <laughs> yeah, that's, a big, that's a big yeah um but no i'm, I'm still I, i'm i'd still want to see another uh, another indiana jones and have one more really fun uh, 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 swashbuckling romp with the guy. I think it'll still be fun. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but uh, I think that'll be it for this episode. Uh, the next next week, we're I'm gonna be uh, coming back uh, with uh, my buddy Mark Borison, and we're gonna be doing Spider-Man Two for our Marvel Movie of the Month to cap it off for uh, this month here. So. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this has been an episode of Comtrack where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I'm Tim. I'm Sean. And this is my me. Uh, you guys can't see, but I am putting down my indie hat in, in reverence until the next one. <laughs> so I guess I'll see you guys next month with Marvel Movie of the Month with Mark. Peace. Peace.